Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hucid Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. Good to have you with us today. We're joined by Jimmy Rogers, the brand-new head football coach at South Dakota State. I'll be up at the stadium on Thursday. We'll be doing live shots during all our newscasts from 4 o'clock up until kickoff. Ironically, our newscasts go from 4 until 7 o'clock. I, I won't be asking Jimmy to be part of that. I know he's going to be a little busy. We'll have a lot of other folks from South Dakota State on those live shots. But, Jim, how excited are you to have that uh you're, you're two days away from kickoff, and how exciting is it for you to finally get to play somebody else? Yeah, I think everybody's excited, including the players. This this fall camp has been uh, extremely competitive, and it's about that time I'm excited for a full stadium and see what it's like on a Thursday night here. So how does it feel to be the guy? You're the boss now. You were, you were close to being the boss, but Stig was the boss. Now it's your team. Uh, is is it a different feeling when you show up to work every day? Because you've got an awesome office, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm blessed. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, some days almost feel like an out-of-body experience because it's still new to me. I, you know, the, the game day atmosphere will be new to me. Um, not necessarily in the stadium, but just in this role. So uh, every time I come across something new, it's almost kind of like a slap in the face. a reminder that I am the head coach. So... Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited more so to just watch our guys play and, and compete at a high level. As as a guy that's always had his hand on the pulse of the defense as defensive coordinator, now do you find yourself more of a delegator, and how difficult is that to not like be as hands-on? Yeah, that's been hard. It's probably been the hardest part of this transition is just uh, i, I got to put my, my faith and trust in the coaches, and they've done a really good job, and um, but yeah, it's been difficult for me because it's been one of the biggest parts of why I love uh, coaching football is the actual teaching the X's and O's and the constant relationships that are built in the meeting rooms. And I don't, I don't always get those same experiences because my hands are tied elsewhere. So um, I am looking forward to game day and just seeing it come together. And I'll be managing a different part of the game more so than anything else. And so I'm excited for that. I can kind of make a comparison here with my middle son, Nick, who's president of Great Life. Uh, he loved training people. He just loved working with people on hands-on. And now he's president of Great Life and doesn't really have time to... He still does a little of it, but not much, and I know how terribly he misses that. So it's kind of the same thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, you go from coaching constantly and at every single practice and every single drill to... Uh, you know, almost coaching the coaches, you know, and how they can do it differently or, you know, is it clear? How can you teach it better? And so for that part, it's been different. Um, I've enjoyed several aspects of this job. Um, but one of my true passions was, was coaching the, the players and making sure everything was ran right. So yeah, it's, it's been a little difficult. Um, again, I'm excited to just feel how it feels on game day. How are the guys responding to you? Um, you literally have the same team back with a couple of exceptions, which is incredibly rare in college football. Uh, but I think this is the last year of the, the extra year for COVID, so we probably won't see this much anymore. But how, how has the team responded? Do you, how do you feel like they've responded to you as, as the new guy? 
Yeah, I think they've ex- responded well. I mean, we got great leadership. So, you know, this has been uh, a player-led team all the way from spring to summer. And I'm not saying that I'm not in charge, but it, we have great leadership here. And I think the best teams are when the best, best players are your best workers, are your best leaders, and, and we have that on this team. So the guys know my expectations because they have the same expectations they have for themselves. I was going uh, yeah, to say, part the, of the push, it's important. Yeah, I, you've got some guys that don't need much pushing, I don't think, or any, because they've got such high expectations already, right? Yeah, like, uh, you know, Mason McCormick, Mark Kronowski, Isaiah Davis, Adam Bach, like those guys are elite level, um, not just talent, they're elite level teammates and workers, and so they've made my job easier because when things get tough, they help push the team through it because they know it matters uh, because they had to go through it to get to the point in their career where they're at from a skill set, a talent, uh, mastering their craft sense. Uh, they've, they've had to go through the meat grinder to get to where they're at as a player. I want to go back a few months ago. Jimmy Rogers is our guest, the head coach at South Dakota State. I'm not going to call you the new head coach anymore. I just had to do it once um, because you're the head coach now. But when you think back a few months ago, you're in Frisco, you guys win the national championship. You're basking in the glory of that. Uh, I, I was down on the sideline before the game was even over and the guys were celebrating, and normally you wouldn't want to see that, but you knew, you just knew you guys had that game won. You're ahead by enough points that simply wasn't enough time to come back. You go from that to being named the head coach in a very short, just a matter of a few days, you get named head coach of this program that comes back as defending national champion. Um, what, what's that been like for you? I mean, it's just, that's just an, that's almost fairy tale stuff. Yeah, it's been really rewarding. Um, and I've been a part of this program and I, everybody always asks me what is changing and what has changed. And this is all I really know. So, um, there has been things that have changed just the system of how we go about practice, but, and, and the uptempo on how we practice. But for the most part, a lot of the things that, were in place or still in place because I believed in what we did in the, in the past. Um, so I, I haven't changed all those things. Um, but what it feels like, you know, it's like I said, some days it feels like an out of body experience because I coach football and I love what I do, uh, but I don't feel like I'm on a pedestal in any way just because I'm the head coach at South Dakota State University. It's just kind of kind of unique it's i played here i'm a coach here a coordinator here and it's just this is my life and uh i've been blessed to be a part of this program that has changed my life obviously there's great expectations for this team returning so much talent from a, a great squad last year is that a good thing or a bad thing that there's such high expectations for you guys i think the expectations that you guys put on us are the same expectations that we've had in this program for years you guys just didn't take of it you know, uh, you guys didn't expect it, the same exact results out of us, but we expected it out of ourselves. So you got to ask him one of my first, you know, what is it like to replace Coach Stig? Like, I don't think about it. I think about doing my best and being at my best and delivering my best for not only the coaches but the players. And and if everybody can think that way, the expectations from the outside world don't matter because you're giving it everything you have and you're diligent with your time and you're, trying to get better incrementally every day, every game, um, and taking a jump. We've done it year after year. And uh, every year we get better, the expectation raises. And uh, I think that's 
that's what it is when you're a winning football team. Everybody expects a lot of you, and so much is much is required. Yeah, that's actually a good thing to be uh, to have people have such, such lofty expectations. It also gives you a tremendous amount of respect, and I know you already have this for what North Dakota State has done. I mean, uh, you think of the amount of titles they've won. You guys won one, and it was phenomenal. They've done that a bunch of times in a row. Uh, it's it, it's it's really something to think at the level that you guys play at that one team was able to be that successful. Yeah, I, I have all the respect in the world for what NDSU has done. Um, I think it's extremely difficult. Um, I think at times the expectations there are unrealistic, um, but they, they've lived up to them, and it's really what we've chased. So now we're at that point, and uh, it just becomes the nature of the type of program that you have. And, it's, you know, when you recruit kids, they want to come to a place that cares. When you recruit kids, you want to play for a place that can win championships, and we have that. Um, and they and they understand what they're getting themselves into. So a lot of times, like, this is what they expect as well, which makes the pushing of them easier um, because they knew what they were getting themselves into from the jump. We, know, we don't tell kids it's easy here. We don't tell them that they're going to start here right away. Um, we tell them the truth, and we push them to be the very best that they can when they step on campus. So, um, yeah, I don't – the expectations are – for the outside world and opinions, but we have our own expectations in here. Even when we win games, I can guarantee you it's not as it's not as uh, to the standard in which we expect as a football program. Well, Jerry, thanks for your time. We'll get into a little bit more about your team next week when we talk. But you've got a you've got a game Thursday night <clears throat> against Western Oregon. It's uh, looking like it should be a beautiful night for college football. Little weird that it's a Thursday, but I guess it's your first game, so it's. That makes it a little easier than if you'd have yeah, had a game I'm last so Saturday, right? Yeah, I'm so glad it's the first game and not right in the middle because it's—I mean—it's a little unique. Our our walkthrough tonight, and our walkthrough night is tonight, and it's usually on a Thursday, so it's all kind of just flipped our schedule around a little bit. But yeah, we'll be ready, and, and it'll be a fun night. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, Mark. You See bet. You. Jimmy Rogers, our guest here on Calling All Sports. We'll talk with Ross Simple from Dakota Wesleyan when we come back. Most of the time, you don't give your garage door a second thought until it doesn't open or close. That's where Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls comes in. Our service professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you have a garage door emergency, we'll be there. And we're here for preventative maintenance, too. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. I have a friend that had LASIK surgery at Vance Thompson Vision. Hearing her experiences is when I knew that LASIK could be an option for me. I wanted to go to a place that had invested a lot in the technology and was on the forefront of LASIK surgery. My vision's great. It's, I believe I'm 2015 right now. If I had to do it all over again, I would choose Vance Thompson Vision in a heartbeat. Download our free LASIK checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life. You sit out when others head out. You find yourself saying, not today, when you really wish you could. If you've been avoiding the activities you used to love, make a change. The expert team at Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can guide you through a full scope of orthopedic care. We have surgical and non-surgical treatment options that manage your pain to get you back in action. Because life is better with the freedom to move. 
Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. You can build life-saving fire trucks at Rosenbauer in Lyon, South Dakota. The world's largest manufacturer of fire trucks is now hiring. Right now, they're looking for electrical technicians in particular and paying $22 an hour or more based on experience. Their training program is top-notch. To see all positions that are available, go to BuildFireTrucks.com where you can apply online. Join the incredible Rosenbauer family today in Lyon, South Dakota. Find out more at BuildFireTrucks.com. Equal opportunity employer, including veterans and disability. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef to 85000. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Helator are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and Glow and Helator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros. And welcome back. Fireplace Pros is a great place to stop in and just say hi to the guys. They've been they've been in business for quite a while on 41st Street in Sioux Falls. I've gotten to know them extremely well over the last three decades, handling their advertising stuff. And I'm on sabbatical from that right now, so I'm not doing that. But eventually, we'll go back when I retire from Dakota News now. And uh, they just they just do a great job. And in the winter time, <clears throat> when it gets chilly out, I think I've said this before. I stop in, you know. To see them, but I also stop in because it's warm in there. And their fireplaces are so cool. So, yeah, stop by. They're on West 41st Street in Sioux Falls, and they've got they've got all kinds of models there for you, you know, whether it's the electrics, the gas, you name it. And some of the um, some of the some of them are really cool to look at aesthetically. They are pretty amazing what they've done with technology today. All right, our next guest is Ross Simple, and you're not going to recognize this guy's voice because normally when I have Ross on during the football season, his voice is a little scratchy. You sound great, Ross. What's going on? 
Well, thanks. Um, I appreciate that. I think, uh, that's a compliment. I'll take it, but, um, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we change our practice schedule up a little bit. We're, you know, maybe not out there as much. And so a little bit, yes, less, uh, less talking loudly, um, uh-huh. is what I've been doing lately. So less yelling <laughs> or that, yeah, yeah, that might be that. Well, that's, you got to pace yourself. That's important. And, I, I'm glad you figured this out because you do. You sound much better. And and I like I said, I guess we're gonna just have to start having you on. Well, we usually do have you on at the beginning of the year, but then we have you on eventually toward the end of the year. And by the end of the year, you don't you sound like Brent DeBoer. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working on that. We uh, got a little bit older group of guys now, so they kind of take care of themselves a little bit better. So that's good to, good to know. Well, we just I just had Jimmy Rogers on from South Dakota State, and he was talking about that. Uh, where if you got a certain core of guys who are not only leaders, but they sort of police the team and coach the team to some degree, that's, that's got to make your job a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, it really does. And, you know, you, you look at a, you know, we're really the tail of two teams. Uh, when you compare our, our team last year with 18 true freshmen that did not redshirt and really only having eight guys graduate, uh, to right now, you know, we have 26 guys in our senior class, and you know, I think we only suited probably eight or nine true freshmen for our game on Saturday. So, um, you know, another birthday didn't hurt uh, our team, that's for sure. So, so where is the balance of talent in your classes then moving forward? Yeah, I think. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of those freshmen that I mentioned that didn't redshirt last year. I mean, there's they're still key contributors, um, you know, on our roster this year as, as second year players. Um, you know, that's kind of the, the Joe Van Overshield who's starting at inside linebacker for us, Landon Rusink, starting at corner, John Pika starting at left tackle, Max Robb, um, Nolan Dvorak at the tight end and receiver spots offensively. I mean, you know, those are second year guys that are still making a, a significant impact. Um, and then, you know, everybody wants to talk about the seniors and rightfully so, uh, you know, with, with Keel Nelson and Jamin Aaron, um, Parker Grote, John on, uh, on the offensive side. And then, you know, Adam DeYoung, Hunter Cordell, you know, Jesse Herrera, Ramon Grave as some of those senior fifth year guys. Um, but you know, it's those, those fourth, third and fourth year guys that are, you know, really doing a nice job. Um, you know, not only with depth, but just experience and, you know, being able to rotate guys. I mean, Cole Holden is another guy as a second year player that that's really contributing. But, you know, I think we have a nice mix of, you know, right around 100 guys and, you know, 26 seniors. Um, we had 29 true freshmen, and so we have a really nice balance within uh, within our entire team of, you know, where that production is coming from. Well, that's what I, that's what I was wondering about. That's 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 rare that you can have that kind of balance, but that's what you strive for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, on paper, it's a really good recruiting model to say, well, we're going to graduate 25 guys and we'll bring about 25 in and you know, just keep that pattern going. And, you know, the the COVID year um, is still a thing, right? We have some guys in that boat right now, but, you know, COVID is actually just starting to help us in terms of the extra year of eligibility, you know, because we've been so young for so long and, and now we're at the point, I mean, realistically, all of our 26 seniors could come back besides maybe a handful of them, you know, now whether they will or not, you know, it remains to be seen, but, you know, Adam DeYoung is in his last year of eligibility. I mean, I think we have four or five guys that are technically in their last year of eligibility, but, you know, we have a good group of those seniors that could still come back, and, um, you know, that's kind of the last group um, that, that benefited from that extra year of eligibility. 
You know what I like too is when as you're listing off all these names, there's a bunch in there that I recognize as local kids that I've covered as high school standouts. And I know you've tried to always do that to some degree, but uh it's it's fun to be able to succeed with local players. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly right. I mean, you know, you just look at our our defensively, you know, our starters, Caleb Majeski at nose, you know, from Hot Springs. Um, you know, you got Ethan Engen from Byberg Hurley, our linebackers, late ninety, Grayson Hansen, Joe Van Overshield, Jaden Walton, um, you know, all those guys are South Dakota guys, Landon Rusink, Hunter Cordell, um, you know, Adam DeYoung, Kale Stevenson, Gavin Spurl, every single one of those guys are from South Dakota and, and they're starters for us defensively or they played defensively, offensively, it's it's very similar, you know, with Jamin Aaron, you know, Keel Nelson, um, you know, mentioned Nolan Devork already, Cole Holden, um, you know, our guys up front, AJ Quartermire. I mean, the list just goes on and on with, you know, South Dakota kids that are are the backbone of, of what we're doing. And a lot of times these kids played a different position in high school than they do for you. How do you figure yeah. that out? Because I'm guessing you're recruiting them as an athlete more than anything else and figure yeah. out where to play them when they get there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Keel Nelson's a perfect example of that. I mean, you know, we recruited him at quarterback, and, and uh, you know, he started games for us at quarterback, and, um, you know, he just he's just a tremendous athlete. And, and really the, the whole reason where he got moved to a different position is he got injured a little bit uh, where he couldn't throw the ball at the end of the season, but he was still able to run and catch. And so we kind of rotated him in at receiver towards the end of the year, um, and then that's kind of how that conversation started. So to answer your question, I mean, sometimes you fall into it. Sometimes it's based on a need um, that, hey, you know, we're a little thin at the spot and, and we think you'd be a good fit. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of factors. I don't think any situation is probably the same. And sometimes you get lucky and say, well, hey, this uh, this guy really worked out. You know, Gavin Spurl started as a wide receiver for us and now he's playing safety. You know, Cale Stevenson started as a running back, and now he's playing safety. And so, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how it all works out. Some of that's based on their skill set. Some of that's based on where they're on the depth chart. And some of that's based on, you know, where we need guys and, and where we're maybe a little bit thin in certain areas. Yeah, because if you got a guy that's a really good athlete and he's fourth-string running back, and you'd it'd be like, if you want to switch to DB, we could get you in a game a lot quicker. Let's see how that goes. But right. but the thing is, you got to learn a new position on the fly in college, which isn't always easy. Yeah, and that's the thing I think you know our players and our coaches have done a nice job with. And obviously, you don't want to move positions. You don't recruit kids so that you can hopefully move them down the road. I mean, we we want to be honest with kids, but you know we 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 need to evaluate our roster. We need to evaluate the kids, and and you know unfortunately sometimes injuries happen, and um, you know you just have a deficiency for reasons that you can't control, and so. Um, I think all of our players understand that. I think we're really honest with them. I think they're very receptive to those conversations. And, you know, they know that at the end of the day, it's best for our team and, and realistically it's best for them. Um, and and uh, we've had a lot of success doing that. Ross Simple is our guest. We've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, that, that win Saturday over Dakota State, what does that do for your program? Because you had not beaten them in a while, and it's a really big rivalry game. Yeah, it's a huge rivalry game. And, you know, I just think, you know, we're, we're in uncharted waters here with this, with this team and the fact that, you know, that was the first win that anybody on our roster has ever had against them. And so, um, now that can't be our only moment in the sun for this season. Um, I mean, that, that's obviously a huge win. The atmosphere was incredible. I mean, almost 4,000 people at the game. I mean, those are incredible things for our kids to be a part of. But at the end of the day, now it's a, a conference schedule and, and, um, you know, but, 
getting out of bed, you know, those bumps and bruises heal a little bit quicker and feel a little bit better when, when you're able to win that game. And you got another home game to back it up, which I think is really to your advantage. Yeah, it really is. And there's, there's a lot of things that we may, need to make progress on from week one to week two. I mean, every coach is going to say that. Um, but being able to be at home and, um, you know, kind of sleeping in our own beds, I mean, that's a critical piece. You know, last year we were on the road three of our first four and, you know, a young team and things like that. And, it, and, and we didn't handle that very well. And at the end of the day, that's, that comes back to me. And, you know, we've made some adjustments and I didn't think we started games well last year. And, you know, I don't think we could have started the game any better uh, than we did on Saturday. And so it's positive to see some of the changes that we're making and kids buying into that and coaches, you know, doing a great job of coaching and managing all those changes. All right, Ross, great to hear from you. Your voice sounds great. If you weren't coaching football, I'd ask you to come in and be my co-host. Well, I don't know anybody wants that for sure, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Ross Simple, our guest here on Calling All Sports. Uh, his team was a, a nice win Saturday against uh, Dakota State, and then they play this Saturday at home against Hastings at Joe, Joe Quintal Field. And uh, good start to the season, obviously, for the Dakota Wesleyan Tigers. Boy, like I said, busy night on Thursday night in college football. The Minnesota high school teams kick off their season Thursday and Friday. whole bunch of local teams play on Thursday, and a whole bunch more play on Friday. And then we get a busy football Friday on uh, Dakota News Now which highlights some games from all three of our states. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, The Diamond Room, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies.